Welcome back to this week's episode of Behind the Baron. I'm your host, Rip Ripley, here as always with my co-host, Tom O'Hare. How are we doing, Coach? Doing good. First day of December, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that correct? That's that correct. correct. That's correct, yes. And you know, to some people, oh, holidays are right around the corner. But guys like you, it used to be guys like me, that means, oh, it's basketball tournament time. That's right. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, so big we time. Got, got a few that we'll probably be talking about. Yes, sir. But we've gotten the basketball underway. I understand mm-hmm. the bowling. It's been yes, out sir. there on the lanes. That's right. Through, yeah. Hopefully keeping them out of the gun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll touch, on, we'll touch on that first, actually. We'll go ahead and touch on bowling to start with. So our bowling team, coached again this year by Coach Curtis Helms, um, has had two matches, two, two, two opponents, Thomas Sumter, uh, Robert E. Lee, or Lee Academy, excuse me, uh, Orangeburg Prep, and Lawrence Manning. We played bowled against them last night, and the boys ended up in first place. Uh, they bowled a 442. Now, that is a, from my understanding still, in the regular season, it's a three-game where you've got five bowlers on a team and everybody right. bowls a frame, and right. you kind of build on each other. And, you know, obviously, so if you're the first bowler, I'm the second bowler. If you get a strike, I've got to then build on your strike. You don't get to, I've got to. So it's a team concept. Uh, but they scored a 442, which is solid. On the girls' side, we were first place there as well with a 379. Um, so the boys on that team, you've got uh, Carson and Jacob Gettings, who are two students that, that are military that are in this year. Stephen Schultz, swimmer, Stephen Schultz, Dylan Bartlett. Uh, on that on that first team, the second team um, with Adam Pelletier, Luke Bernard, uh, Ishan Patel, Sterling Tyndall, and Patrick Norton. And then we actually had a third team for the boys in there with Sumter Cooper, Keegan Norton, Zach Schultz, Sam Leard, and little Luke Bartlett. Um, so they, they shot a 442 with the first place team at 360. The second place team actually finished third overall. And then our third place team with a 290. On the girls' side, uh, you've got the first team yesterday was Sarah Sontag, Caitlin Schumacher. Jada Hall, who I think is our kind of our top bowler, uh, Jada returning, Emma Bradley, and Mackenzie Helms, Coach Helms' daughter. Mm-hmm. And on the second team, you've got Anna DeBose, Hannah Grace Haygood, Victoria Singleton, Sophie Green, and Caroline War. Our bowlers of the week last week were Jacob Gettings on the boys' side and Anna DeBose on the girls' side. Those are our bowlers of the week by Coach. Now, now help me out here. You're you're somewhat of a golfing man, right? Yes, sir. And I'm not. Now, I know on, on golf matches, every now and then they have something where – you both hit the ball, you're on the same team, but then you play the guy's best ball. Captain's choice, best uh, ball, uh, something okay. like that. Yes, sir. And and I imagine that if you will want to get with a guy that's pretty good. Yeah. So he can or you know, it doesn't matter if you get a guy with but anyway, sure. But this this bowling, um can you – the pressure must be on you. You get one shot at it. Yeah, yeah. And your other four teammates <clears throat> are are counting on you. Absolutely. You can't hide a weak yeah. link. For sure. Oh, it's, it's a fascinating way way to score a sporting event. And and so uh, so it's five frames. It's five. It's ten frames total. So each person gets two frames. Okay. So it okay. goes so to the rotation twice. Yes, sir. So yeah. so kind of that fifth bowler, you know, as, as you know, in bowling, that tenth frame, you get right. if you get a spare or strike, you get extra rolls. And so that's probably where I assume you put your best bowler is right. in, that, in that fifth spot. That fifth five will have a cleanup hitter in baseball um, would be. And so, uh, yeah, but they're building on each person as they go through. Well, you know, it, it reminds me exactly of in soccer, if you go into overtime mm-hmm. and you get into penalty kicks, you pick five guys, yep, and they get one shot. Yep, that's it, right? And and that's to me. And there's a lot of pressure, sure. on those five guys. And then I imagine I'd like to talk if you talk to Coach Helms, like you said, where do you put your better bowlers? Because yeah. every soccer coach has a different philosophy as to where do I put my better, you know, kickers, yeah, sure, players, whatever. And it'd be interesting to see what his strategy. I always like to have my best guy go first or second mm-hmm. in soccer. Set the tone. To try and put some pressure on yeah. the other team. 
but then when you get down to that fourth or fifth kick, you're always saying, I should have saved my best yeah. for last. <laughs> of course, of but course. There's no winning in it. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, yeah, so the bowling team off to a great start. Like I said, under Coach Helms again this year, they uh, big team. I mean, like we said, we got three groups of boys teams and then two groups of girls teams, which is pretty impressive. Um, and you can kind of see he even sent me the breakdown of, of each frame of kind of who did where and how we did and, and, and how we scored. And so um, it is a very interesting concept and then cool for those kids that – aren't necessarily basketball players right. in winter season not as big we do have sporting clays and equestrian which we will touch on later uh in in episodes later down the road um and talk about them a little bit but um you know it gives those kids who who maybe they're just weightlifting off season for another sport or or just want something to do and, and they get to go out there and bowl i'll tell you i don't know how popular bowling is anymore it was really popular where i grew up there and working-class part of Baltimore. We had a Johnny Unitas bowling lanes <laughs> down the road. But I think one thing, I might be wrong, that has hurt some of the popularity in the public mind of bowling, before there was cable TV, every Saturday afternoon you had two shows that were going to come on, the wide world of sports, uh-huh. and then you'd have the bowling. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen how, how the pro bowling goes, but they start with five guys, mm-hmm. and then five plays four, then in winter plays three. Okay, yeah. And so, and it used to, and it was a great TV event. And yeah. There was so much drama. That's cool, in yeah. It. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if people are watching that yeah. anymore. They still do have, and I've seen, I know on, I think it's, there's a weeknight here or there, because I know right. during basketball season, you know, I'll be flipping looking for a game. You know, I've got young Jack that, mm-hmm. you know, every night, last night he picked up from basketball, we got home, and he was like, hi, Dad, what, what games are on tonight? And so yeah. we sat, we watched a little bit of the Duke game, a little bit of the Purdue game while we finished up our dinner. And, and some nights I'll flip it on and, and bowling, PBA, Professional yeah. Bowling Association, will be on uh, one of those ESPN channels somewhere. So they do still get a little bit of TV time. Yeah, but life used to be a little simpler back then. You only had three channels. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew there were certain shows like Bonanza came on at this uh-huh. time, the FBI came on, yeah. the World of Disney, and Bowling. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 6 o'clock on Saturdays. That's and, cool. And I, was, I wasn't I was any good at bowling. Those balls were way too big for yeah. my little hand. I was terrible <laughs> with bowling. I tried it. Yeah. But um, – but it was so much fun to watch. I mean, I still remember the Dick Webbers, the Earl mm-hmm. Anthony, yeah. some guy named Carter. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we have those famous bowling sure. guys. They're probably better than the They're guys probably, I just yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But they don't have that. But anyway, good good job by those bowlers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good I start of the season there. I saw them play, I guess, I say five years ago now. It might have been ten years ago. And it really is a lot of drama. Oh, yeah. And, and great yeah. team spirit on all it teams is. involved. It is. Everybody's rooting for everybody. Sure, absolutely. It really is a neat and, it, and, you know, it, they really get, like, over at Gamecock Lanes, they actually are a great spectator sport. Like right. you mentioned, they do a lot of – pretty much, if you look on the website – there's basically two places in South Carolina they bowled. It's Gamecock Lanes in Sumter and then the Royal Z Lanes in Lexington. And since we have one in town here, we pretty much bowl home matches mm-hmm. every single match. And, and Skiza uh, State tournaments at times are in in Sumter at the Gamecock Lanes. And so uh, it is a great spectator sport. You can hang out. You can eat some eat some nachos and, and enjoy a soda, pizza, like yeah, yeah. And, and check them out. So it is a great spectator sport. And um, you're, you're right there in the action, which is pretty cool. And, you know, in the bowling lane down the beach, they got this big sign, no food beyond this point. Yeah. Right? yeah. We don't always follow yeah. <laughs> I dropped a piece of pizza right Right where you go to bowl. Oh, yeah. And then I had to clean it up real quick before the people come, come to Get in trouble. Me, Get in yeah. trouble, Coach. Um, but, yeah, so, and that's another big thing going on is basketball. Uh, basketball, all six of our basketball teams are in full swing. Our middle school teams, um, B-team girls coached by Rita Hidalgo this year, who's a new uh, preschool aide here on campus. Right. Uh, B-team boys by Coach Reed Schwartz. Uh, both uh, played – 
Their start of their season on Tuesday at home against Ben Lippin. They actually go on the road today to Orangeburg Prep, and they're home again tomorrow against Calhoun. Uh, the, the girls fell in, in their first game, uh, but the boys were able to come out victorious against Ben Lippin. So a good start to, to both those teams as they start their seasons off. I thought I saw the, 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 the B-team girls game. It was pretty close, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, sir. Two or three. I thought I was impressed. Maybe I'm getting confused with the JV boys. But, boy, Coach Schwartz's team had a pretty impressive mm-hmm. defensive effort. They did, yeah. 33 to 20, I think, was the final, yeah. yeah. And I don't care if it's B team or whatever. You're yeah. keeping teams in the 20. Yeah, yeah. When you're playing eight-minute quarters. I mean, you're talking about only four or five made field goals yes. probably. Yeah. They probably had a few foul shots in there. So, And 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 Coach Schwartz was a really, really – not only good, but a really smart defensive mm-hmm. player. I, he would be amongst the leaders in Wilson Hall history and all-time charges taken. Yep. And you know as a basketball coach that you love those guys on your defensive end who will stick their body in there. And Absolutely. Take the charge. And I know he's teaching those kids those same concepts. Absolutely. A little, little undersized for a middle school team. They've got a lot of guards, uh, very guard-heavy group at that 7th and 8th grade. Uh, come with the B team boys, but they, they're scrappy and they get after it and they play with a lot of energy. I know he, um, he's been helped out this year by uh, Jesse Mathis, uh, Gavin Mathis, his father, uh, who's around, and Stephen Brown, Lloyd Brown, uh, who teaches here. Her husband, Stephen's helping out. So we've um, got some good coaching in there with that younger group and really getting after it. The girls' side, uh, Rita's got um, Kendra Hoover helping out. So right. Kendra Hoover used to coach at Lawrence Manning, um, and she's over here helping out our middle school program now. And, and she was here in the offseason helping our, our post players a little bit and really getting involved yeah. with our program, which is awesome to now, see. I, I saw Kendra play a few games. Of Francis Marion, mm-hmm. she played, uh, and my niece played on the team at the time. And Kendra was a solid, solid college uh, forward, probably yeah. one of those ten points, ten rebounds yeah. a game person. So they get some pretty good coaching down. Absolutely, there. absolutely. Uh, and the JV teams, we've got uh, the JV girls coached by Coach Marvin Haley and Emma Ayers. Uh, and Carmen Haley helps out a little bit as well on game days. And, um, you know, they won their first game uh, last week against Florence Christian. Uh, close game, I think 27-24, close matchup, and then fell uh, to Ben Lippin in a close one this past week. Uh, but a really young group of girls, a lot of middle schoolers on that team, a lot of seventh, eighth graders and even a few seventh graders, I believe, on the JV team this year um, for, for Coach Haley. It's an interesting combination of coaches. You've got Emma, who's young, young, younger yeah. than the rest of them, and then Carmen, who's – Kind of in the middle, Coach Haley, the elder statesman. You know, it's you. You need. I think sometimes you need that blend. Yes, yeah. I, I was listening to a guy. He made a good point about Clemson on the radio last night. They lost that offensive line coach Caldwell, mm-hmm. who had been a head coach yeah. and been everything. And they don't have a guy like that on yeah, the staff. Yeah. And his point was, it it helps if you have someone who maybe a younger coach can turn to because mm-hmm. they've always been through sure. things like that. So it, it is an interesting. And Coach, Coach Haley, Miss Marvin Haley, I've seen around the girls. He he doesn't get too excited. He when he coached the JV boys here, it was a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I think he understands with young ladies at that age, you have to take a different approach. Yeah, so, absolutely. But they, they will be scrappy. Now, yeah, like they you will said. absolutely. Um, and on the boys side, you've got uh, Coach Hunter Sheridan coaching our JV boys team this year. Uh, off to a two zero start. Uh, right. John Hanson helping him out a little bit. Uh, but but a group that. You know, our varsity boys team is fairly young. We've got a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing varsity this year. And so the JV, you know, I don't think coming this season, we were a little nervous on how that would go. But they're off to a great start and, and, and off, you know, good winning against Florence Christian. And then uh, and then pretty handily got a win over Ben Lippin. I, I thought they held Florence Christian to 19. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like 33. I mean, again, yeah. you, you have people in the teams. You must be doing something right. I was interested to see how they were going to do against Ben Lippin because Ben Lippin always has a pretty good JV team. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and sometimes an older JV team, and, and like you said, came up. Now, I wasn't at the game last night, and I know you can't pay a, a whole lot of attention mm-hmm. to because you've got to get your team ready. But what was the story of their victory last night? Was it close, or did they just – So, we unfortunately, we walked in as the buzzer sounded okay. for the JV boys. Okay. Usually we try to get there about yeah. halftime to third quarter and, and hit some traffic heading into Columbia mm-hmm. and just wasn't able – you know, luckily we left early enough that we didn't miss any girls' game. But we got there, and guys got off the bus and ran in and made the tunnel for the girls to come onto the court. So mm-hmm. uh, we weren't able to see it. But except the score, but Coach Sheridan seemed in good spirit, so they played well and played hard. And you know, you got some guys down there um, that that are getting some good experience uh, that maybe didn't play were on JV last year, but didn't play a ton, or some of those B team guys like uh, a Millen Galloway, a uh, uh, McLaurin, Cooper Hill, uh, some of those guys moving up. And so I think it's a good combination between those two uh, that's really working so far for the JV boys. Now they will not be playing tonight, correct? Correct. The only Just team playing tonight will be Just, Varsity Boys. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, and so then we got the varsity girls team, Coach Rector and his group off to a little bit of a slow start, 0-2 to start, lost to Florence Christian, and lost a close one to Ben Lippin on Tuesday where, you know, kind of got a hole, and, and we, but we kept fighting. You know, I, I was really impressed that they, the girls kept fighting and kept trying to come back. I think we were down late in the fourth by about 10 and, and, and didn't give up and, and still ended up, I think we lost by five points. I think it was 33-28 maybe. Um, so, so a good hard-fought game. And, and they're still figuring out their roles with, with the departure of like a Vivian Bryant, who was an All-State player and, and um, you know, continuing her running career now at Erskine. But, um, you know, I think it's, they're trying to figure out their dynamics a little bit, who's going to be the go-to player, who's going to step up and hit those shots, yeah. things like that. that. That's the one point I was going to make. They, they have to figure out who they're going to turn to when they need points. Mm-hmm. I, the identity offensively. We know mm-hmm. Coach Rector's team's identity defensively. They're going to press the ball. They're going to get your face. They're going to try to turn you over. But I, I do think that other part can take a while to develop. Who, who, who's going to score for us? That's right. Who, who do we get the ball to when we need points? And who are we going to send at a foul line at the end yeah. of the game and things of that nature? So so they're headed in the right direction. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got obviously your, your group of juniors, which kind of, you know, is a strength that they have with Sullivan Jarecki and Mary Beth Van Patten, mm-hmm. uh, Maggie Norris, Aubrey Payne, uh, Amberly Way, senior, coming back out this year um, and, and playing basketball again. She played, obviously, Growing up, she always played. She played here in 10th grade, uh, took off last year, and, and, and has come back out this year. It's her senior year to play and, and is and starting. And, you know, if you know Amberly, she is she's going to go fast and full speed wherever mm-hmm. she's going. Um, and, and she get did that. Yeah, yeah, get, get out, out of the way because she's coming. <laughs> um, and, and they've got a little bit. And then, and then they've got an interesting dynamic with a group of a little bit younger ones that have played on JV for a couple of years and have, and it kind of has some success at the JV level. Now we're trying to acclimate a little bit. So so ones like a Molly Jones, a Logan Mims, um, Jay McAdams, who's been on varsity right. last year, um, Emma Howell, that are that are coming up and are now trying to um, you know acclimate to the varsity speed and the varsity level, but getting some great experience this year. Even in the night, you know, in the game, Coach Ryder was switching kind of offense defense. He had some foul trouble. He was trying to manage, mm-hmm. and so those girls are getting some great experience in the fourth quarter of a close game early against a 4A Skeezy school. So, so interesting to see how that develops. Let's see. I know Coach Ryder's excited about who he's got out there. He's just, again, trying to figure out where they're all going to factor in. And we were talking about holiday tournaments. That's where a lot of that figuring out mm-hmm. takes place because you get to play a bunch of games yep. in a condensed time period. And then you get into that conference season after Christmas, yeah. and you may have figured out a lot more about exactly who you are by then. Sure, absolutely. And uh, I've got Coach Redder. We're going to sit down. Um, might not be till after the New Year, because I know next week we'll be previewing the Baron Classic a little bit. Um, but I'm going to sit down with him, and, and, and hopefully by that point, like say after the New Year, we've gone through that holiday season where you kind of figure some of that stuff out. Um, and, and we've got a lot of games over the next two weeks as well. 
uh, varsity boys, we, we kind of lost a heartbreaker the other night. We uh, beat Florence Christian in our first game. Good win for the boys, 51-39, went over Florence Christian, and then uh, turned around against Ben Lipton the night and lost a, a two-pointer, 73-71 at their place. I hate to be repeating myself, but – when you hold when you're varsity boys and you hold them in the thirties, yeah. you're gonna win the, unless you're playing yeah. Heathwood Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, true. Yeah. Or if you you have to hold them in the teens. Yeah. But but that's another story for another day. But yeah, so I have seen both your games because we get I get them on those videos. I I'd hope to be here Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, the, your first game, but we got out of, of town a little bit early for the holidays. Uh, but I thought that y'all really did a good job on the boards with mm-hmm. second chances against Florence Christian. You got some tall guys. The game last night, I, I kind of saw the beginning of the game, and I thought Ben Lippin was just going to shoot themselves right out of yeah. the game with all the threes. They yeah. took early. They weren't even getting close. But then they heated up a little yep. bit, so that must be their thing. It I is. Remember, I can't remember the kids' number. They got no, so their big shooters number ten, Ellis yeah, Jones, and number yeah. number zero, the Stockman kid. So Stockman is the son of CIU coach Tony Stockman. Right. Uh, he's got both of his boys are on varsity now. Uh, yeah, they shot forty six threes in the yeah, game. They were twelve forty yeah. six. So you know, percentage wise, I mean twenty five percent, but that's kind of that analytics uh, of yeah. we're gonna but keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting, and and they end up you know shooting yeah. themselves back into it late. Um, you know, we kind of we jumped out and, and played great defensively the first quarter, I thought, and, and really forced them into some bad shots, limited second-chance points. And that's kind of over the course of the game where I felt we, we lacked was we gave up some offensive rebounds that hurt us. Um, and then we, they, they got physical with us. I, I don't think we responded to that great uh, as well as we could have. I felt we got – you know, they were being physical and then we were fouling. And there's a difference in that, right? There's a difference in being physical and in fouling. We would – respond to their physicality with just fouling and getting foul trouble. So that, that's something we talked about, and we're going to try to learn on that and build on it. Uh, but built a, a pretty decent lead, actually made a run to start the fourth quarter. Uh, we're up 67 to 49 with about five minutes left, and then they caught fire, hit a couple threes, and I think in about a minute and a half span, it went from about an 18-point game to about a six-point game. Mm-hmm. And and once that happened, you know, we kind of tightened up a little bit. And, and again, that's experience, and, and you learn road, and on the road, you know. With, with a good um, team. So I think that certainly things to learn from that game. Right. Well, and then came down, you know, had a chance. Mm-hmm. Got took, Did a good job on was 3.7. Yep. Had to go to length of the court. And Shawn Michael got a pretty good look. Pretty good look, I mean, yeah. And, yeah. And, and front rim or back? Front rim. Front, front rim. rim. I mean, dead rights. He had the, had yeah, the aim was there. Was I mean, we thought and Neil and Coach Neil and Coach Sam were right behind him on yeah, the bench. I was yeah. a little bit further down. They said they thought it was good. I mean, it, it was right on line. And just a little bit short, and, and, and you know, but again, a good experience for him to be able to take that shot early. And, and sometimes you miss those, and you got to learn from it, and that's okay too. Now, um, how much time we have, Coach Ripley? Uh, you, got about, you got about five, six minutes left. So. Okay, so I want to ask you going tonight, tell me about tonight. So t- tonight being Thursday. Being Thursday night, yes, sir. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to post this afternoon. So, you know, Varsity has two games the next two days. We've got we, the Varsity boys uh, are playing the Carter Newman uh, Hoopology sh- um, Showcase. Uh, which starts tonight up at Carter Newman. We're playing Westwood High School. Uh, Westwood High School is one of the newer 5A public schools up in that uh, in northeast Blythewood right? area. Yeah. Um, and and coached by John Combs. John Combs, who's uh, been around ski high school league forever, actually came over, coached at Ben Lippin for a few mm-hmm. years, went back to, to Westwood where he's been for the last uh, probably about eight years or so, seven or eight years. Um, and, and they've got a, a good, scrappy team. They play hard. They're, they're led by Aiden Conyers. Aiden Conyers, about a 6'6". Uh, you know, small forward type guy. He's got an offer from South Carolina. Uh, very, very good player. Can shoot it well from the outside, but can also finish the rim pretty well. So that's a, you know, what a great challenge for, for some of our guys to step up against a guy who we know is that high-level player. Now, I don't think they'll be listening to this podcast, Game Secrets. Have you and your coaches sat down and decided 
who's going to guard their 6'6 guy? Is it going to be your 6'6 guy, Dan? Are you going to put Shawn Michael, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, better, you know, uh, agile mm-hmm. player? More I, I think it's a combination. I think the, the good thing with the group that we have is we've got some versatility with some of our size. So you've got guys like Shawn Michael, like Hugh Humphreys, um, and, and even Daniel. Daniel, I mean, he's a state champion in the high jump, right? right? He's not just a big block out there. Right. He's pretty athletic. And, and so I think that – you know, having that versatility and being able to, to run different guys at them is, is going to be something that we'll try to do tonight a little bit. Well, I'll tell you when you know you have a good basketball team. When you play a team who's got a guy like that, you got two or three guys on your team coming to you saying, I want to guard him, yeah. coach. So, yeah. so hopefully, Let me get him. Yeah. hopefully some of those guys have been coming to you. Absolutely. And, instead of saying, oh, no, what are yeah, we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? do? Yes, sir. You get guys, I want to guard him, coach. Yeah, I want a shot of that guy. And, and I think I think we'll see some of that tonight. You know, and again, I mean, they're they're a good team. They played Spring Valley, lost to Spring Valley by five on Tuesday um, in, in, a, in a very good game that we've watched a little bit of. And, you know, we expect to see him come out, put some pressure on us, make his handle the ball a little bit, which, um, you know, we did a great job early against Ben Lippin and using that pressure against Ben Lippin and it got some good buckets, easy buckets. Um, but, it, but it's a great opportunity for us. We're now, excited about that. Let me ask you this. Uh, as a coach, uh, yesterday was the last day in November when you practiced. You played Tuesday. You have a game Thursday. Mm-hmm. How much at this time of the year are you still in practice focusing on developing your team, your mm-hmm. fundamentals, correcting what we're not doing? Well, how much do you blend that in with getting ready for a specific opponent? Uh, the Westwood. Absolutely. Was there any? We we talked a lot, a little bit, not a ton uh, for Westwood, and, and Ben being a team that we're not as familiar with now. A Ben Lippin, a Florence Christian teams right. we're familiar with. We can talk a little more because they know the guys, they know the players, they know the plays, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, but but. I think with a game like Westwood, and then we turn to play OP on Friday, right. who, you know, Orangeville Prep used to be in our region, kind of a little rivalry there still um, from just playing forever against each other. Um, but I think that, you know, we're focused right now on us and, and trying to develop our stuff. And we talked as a staff on, you know, it's hard because we're playing, you know, this week we play Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Next week we go Tuesday against Heathwood, mm-hmm. then the Baron Classic Friday, Saturday. And so we've got some opportunities where it's a lot of games in two weeks because then we're shut down for two weeks. We've got right. exams, we've got Christmas break starting before the District 9 tournament after Christmas. And, um, you know, I think that it, it gives – we have to keep in mind that – we're trying to build for the long term mm-hmm. as well as p- compete in the short term. And, and that's a challenge, especially with a first-year coach and new system and new ways of doing things. We've got some wrinkles and things that defensively especially, like we're still working on in practice. We haven't shown it in a game yet because it's not ready for a game yet. But we're still working on some stuff in practice. And you've got to balance that time. You know, Monday we had a, a session in practice where we worked on some a defensive section, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. how we want to defend this certain way and 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 – it was new to them, and so it took some thinking and some processing, and then our energy just like went way down, right? right? And so we had to figure out like, like, cause we got a game, you know, what are we? We're talking about this. I'm like, I know we can spend these 15 minutes talking about that, and then we'll talk about Ben Lippin to end practice to get ready for tomorrow. It, it is a hard balance, especially early in the year, like you said, getting ready for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So you have to build, but the other thing you have to avoid when you start playing games. But then you don't want to what we call slippage. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see some of the things that you have were doing well yeah. be Fall not off. ignored yeah. but not sure. emphasized. So it is a challenge to a coach throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know, fundamentally, are we still doing what we need to do? Mm-hmm. Are we getting better at it? But you also have to blend in. But here's what this team does. Here's a specific yeah. thing. Saying that we can we try to stop do. or try to game right. plan I, I know at the end of the year you can devote more time to your specific opponent, mm-hmm. especially after you've played them two or three sure. times by then. 
But yeah, yeah I, I don't think people understand what happens inside a basketball coach's mind when he's planning practice. Uh, the, you know, it, I don't need to tell you, it, it has to be so organized. Yep. It changes day to day. It changes opponent to opponent, but there are always some things that mm-hmm. are a constant. Yep. And depending on the coach and. And uh, so it's it, you just don't show up and, and, yeah. and get in the gym. <laughs> Here's the play. We're running this not, play and let's go do it. Yeah. Class, um, it? No, no, not at all. And, and I think that you know we, we're doing a good job of, of absorbing the information and learning what we're supposed to do. And, and again, in the long run, you know, and it, not only do we have a lot of games, we got some tough games. I mean, again, right. Ben Lippin's a good team. Westwood's a good team. OP, uh, there'll be two and zero coming into Friday next week. Heathwood Hall, Jeff Whalen, always a good team. Rivalry game against Thomas Sumter and the defending state champs Augusta Christian come in next Saturday. So, I mean, a, a really challenging slate early that will give us a great barometer with that along with the District 9 tournament. So when we come back from Christmas, we're really ready to go. So, like, your Gamecocks having to go against Georgia early yeah, yeah, yeah. having to go down against some of those SEC teams. And then maybe later in the year, you understand, okay, well, it was worth taking was all part, those absolutely. big guys. Absolutely. So I uh, definitely encourage everybody to follow us on social media and, and follow for scores. We're not able to live stream any uh, games this year, but we are uh, able to post scores when we can. Uh, so we're away, away. The next week we're home, and, and we definitely encourage. We'll talk more next week and preview the Baron Classic next weekend, but that's always a big event with, with nine different schools. So 18 teams coming in uh, Friday and Saturday uh, for, for a big tournament here at Wilson Hall. Definitely Mark your calendars for that, um, and and follow along with our games tonight uh, as we go over to Carter Newman for the Varsity Boys, and then all all four teams, JV Boys, Girls, and Varsity Boys, Girls in action tomorrow at Orangeburg Prep. Well, I'll be out here for a few of them, I promise. I appreciate it, Coach. Well, until next week, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, for Coach O'Hare, this is Coach Ripley, and I uh, hope to see everybody out of the games.